I want you to picture in your mind something that happened in your life, experience that you had that just never compares. Nothing compares to that moment in time that I'm sure you, everybody has one, I feel like. Everybody has one where they, they think back, like, what was that most beautiful thing you've ever seen that just brought you, brought you to tears? I know I have a few. I have a couple, um, especially with our kids coming into our lives and having family, maybe an experience you had outside. Um, um, but one, one particular moment for me was, of course, I used to love a lot of backpacking. I loved getting out really far away. This is in the high Sierras. We went on a trip with my brother, one of my many trips that we went together. And we went out of the eastern Sierras up over Shepherd's Pass into the upper Curran Basin, kind of uh, the basin that is just on the west side of Mount Whitney, a really big, big mountain range. And you know, we're, we've been used to backpacking. It was like every other backpacking trip. Beautiful views, really good fishing, beautiful lakes. And there, kept, there was a wildfire that was happening at that time. And smoke kept coming into the basin. And we kept going higher and higher to get out of the smoke. And it was, it was not fun to be in. It was a little eerie because we don't know where the fire's at. There's just, you see, you see a thick wall of smoke. So... Um, as we ascended higher and higher, we ended up in a very, uh, t- really a tall location and a precarious little ledge, and we had this beautiful, most amazing view of Mount Whitney and the whole mountain range. And something one night, you know, we always at the end of the night, we eat our food, we're going to go sit up on the ledge and just watch the sun go down and watch the amazing sunset happen. And something happened on this particular sunset that was just out of this world, I could, I could just take all this whole, uh, whole, whole sermon and try to explain it to you and tease out how beautiful and how amazing what was taking place before our eyes. But as we're watching the sun go down, what is happening from the fires, the hot air is pushing up these mountains, creating these, uh, uh, forgive me for my terms, but these pancake-like clouds. I didn't research. I'm not a, I don't know what clouds these are called, but there's the, the most amazing sunset that I've ever seen. And, and this picture can't even come close to compare the feeling that I was having in that moment. As me and my brother are watching the sunset develop in these clouds, little tiny coins started developing over each peak. And each one grew and grew and got bigger. As, and the more coins would develop, it was like a spaceships or something were landing. It was just unbelievable. And the colors started changing. You could see on the lakes, you could... Or or up here for you. You can see on the lakes the reflection of the water. You see the nice tiny little lake that's up there. We didn't see that earlier. And it just, it was amazing. And tears started coming down my eyes as I'm just witnessing all this take place. And it was just an amazing experience that I had that I'll just never Never forget. I mean, I love, I mean, sunsets are beautiful. I've seen a lot of beautiful sunsets, but when you ask me what I picture in my mind, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, one of the top ones is this amazing sunset here. I'm sure you guys have all had that point in your lives in multiple different spectrums, not only backpacking your views, but also with Christ and our relationship with Jesus. We are here today because we've been affected by Jesus in some way. We want to know more. We want to dig deeper. And I know I don't know for you and with everybody's case, but at that moment in time that, that there's been a point in our, our mind and our knowledge of who Christ is where we put this picture together in our minds that's been so beautiful 
that nothing else compares to anything else but this image of who Christ was. I went through tons and tons of images yesterday to try to think this one just really popped out to me. Because as Jesus is holding his little boy's hand, he's looking back. Isn't that so applicable for our own lives? I'm, I'm always distracted, looking back about something else or something going on when he's with a smile on his, his, his face and a hand, and, and he's just still pulling him along like, come, this is the path, this is the way, look this way, come with me, with a merciful, drawing uh, uh, love. And, and, and I can sit here and explain this out, I could tease it out, you know, the picture, and talk about the different references, but nothing compares to your experience you're, you're, that you've had at, at one point in time where you've put these things together like, wow, there is a God. He cares about me. He loves me. He wants to have a relationship with me. You know, I could tell you about this sunset, but you'll never have the experience that I've had. I could tell you about the way that Jesus has touched my heart and touched my life and impacted and changed me and my family's life, um, but nothing compares to that personal impact that you've had, and it's good to look back in those uh, times and places that you've been that have changed your life and the direction of your life and started to dig deep and want to come to church every week and worship and learn more and more and more about who this Savior is. So it makes me really think about Paul, too, and his conversion experience and, and, and how he came to know Christ and understand him. And in Philippians 3, chapter 3, 8 through 9, Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I had suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Paul saw something he had an experience that just couldn't compare to his whole past of, of his upbringing. We all know Paul's story of his upbringing in Judaism and his, uh, his conversion experience. And, and the, the point that he put this all together in his head when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, when he started understanding who Jesus was and who he was in the Old Testament and just started putting the puzzle together, he figured out that nothing compares. It's amazing. It's amazing the way that God works through his life, through our lives. He meets us where we are at and continues to draw us closer and closer and guiding us down this path closer to him and more of his likeness. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. So we could take our little bit of thread of faith and put on the righteousness of God, and He will continue to change our lives after that one experience that we've had, that amazing, as we put these thoughts together of who He is. <clears throat> you know, and, and, and one thing that makes me think about Paul's conversion experience and, and counting everything all as rubbish is, you know, it makes you do things that you start setting down roots. You start changing your life. You start wanting to know more. You may have this one beautiful experience in the past, but he continues to change your path, your direction of where you're going. And that was the same thing for Paul. He immediately was uh, turned around and started going towards Christ and wanting to know about who Christ is, who the Messiah, and what his plan was in our lives. And 
Something happened in our lives too. We started coming here and me and my wife and family started uh, building this picture of who Jesus was in our minds and we had this aha moment of like, wow, I want more of that. And it changed the course of my life to, to start doing things that just didn't make sense to me is to go up and start uh, groundskeeping around here and start this community farm as a little idea. Um, that came from a big group of church, uh, wonderful church members that kind of started inspiring and oh, doors started opening and uh, really started setting down roots here. Literally and figuratively, Christ brought us at the farm the first year fruit trees. And I think a lot of you guys know the story about fruit trees. 60 fruit trees were donated by a local nursery. And um, the part of my walk with Christ and building this farm has been two of my testimony of not just uh, pushing back and going, hold on. Somebody, uh, so the day before we uh, got these fruit trees, I went to a local nursery, and she was saying, hey, we have fruit trees available for free. A business is going out. Of, you know, a fruit tree business is going out. You can have them for free. And I'm like, you know, too busy. Sorry. I got all these things I'm building up this farm. I'm starting to do vegetable production. I don't think I could take this on. And so I go back to my work, and in, in the next day I go to Bay Laurel Nursery, Telling the lady about what we did, and she explained the same thing to me. At the end of the bare root fruit tree season, we give fruit trees away, and you should come get free fruit trees for your community farm. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like, all right, all right, you're trying to tell me something. And this has been my walk through, my journey with God, that he takes these circumstances and these positions, and he just makes it clear, like, hey, this is what I'm calling you. This is what I'm calling us to do. So we got the fruit trees. We got about 60 of them, and uh, we planted them out in the vineyard. And, you know, of course, I'm worrying. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, there's 60 holes to dig, 60 baskets to do. There's a whole irrigation system. But, man, church members showed up with uh, letting us borrow a tractor, helping us uh, dig the holes and put the plants in and make the gopher baskets. And just everything just came together. And it all went in, despite my worry. Um, in the last three years, we've been uh, growing these fruit trees. They have gotten, you know, quadruple in size. I have people coming to me and like, I can't believe my trees are four or five years old and yours are twice as big as ours. What are you doing? And I'm like, honestly, I didn't really want them because I didn't want another thing to do and I didn't know how to deal with them. But, but God made it all work out. And of course, like any other person in these days, when you're trying to figure something out, like fruit trees, you go to YouTube, right? So I hop on YouTube, and I start, uh, found this guy that um, is a big producer of fruit trees, and he kind of explained this uh, concept of uh, uh, trimming the uh, trees really low when you get them. So you get a short, wide tree, and the way you prune them, and then the first three years, you take all the fruit off of them. You don't let them set fruit. You want them to build big, deep roots and strong limbs. So that's what I did. I took that idea. I moved it to our fruit trees. And then, you know, as we're doing it, um, Zach reminds me, as I didn't know this, this is a Levitical principle. In Leviticus 19:23 through 25, when you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree, regard it, its fruit as forbid, forbidden. For three years you are to consider it forbidden. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, it, all its fruit will be holy and an offering of praise to the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat, it, uh, may eat its fruit. In this way, your harvest will be increased. I am the Lord your God. 
isn't this amazing? And, and little do I know that God is taking uh, my, my pushback, my, my unwillingness, and um, you know, willing to step out and just, just a little bit of faith. And he's taking that, and he's already just using it for his good and his will. And this is something I didn't know, and it was already taking place up at the farm. And it's just amazing the way God works as we continue to step out in faith and do these certain things for him in, in ministry and, and follow him. Because, you know, we, we have this experience and we continue to change our course of our lives. So it was just really amazing to see that. And I think there's a lot of, you know, we could tease out a lot of different things from this passage in our lives. Not just fruit trees, but our walk with Christ. As we go out and, and we build a relationship with him, we get stronger roots and a foundation in his word. We get strong limbs to hold up bearing fruit, you know. We want to bear fruit through our, our conversations and, and how we explain this beautiful picture we have of God to others. We want it to bear fruit. That's the whole goal. We want to let people know. That's what Christ wants us to do. So um, um, as we started growing the farm or started doing the farm, a lot of us, we know the story about the farm. It's just amazing to go back and look at where it came from. This is only, you know, about four years ago. We've been growing the farm for three growing seasons. It was an empty field. We're there. You can see George supervising really well there. And, uh, <laughs> and we got the tarp set up in our first uh, rows that we built in our first year. This is the hoop house going up in the first year. It's just amazing that that's a little patch of ground of what impact it has made in the last couple of years. So this is our first year, our first growing season. And uh, this, we started with one side of the one-acre farm up there. And it was just, um, little did we know what God's plan was, was through this whole farm. And now we are up to a, a full acre. We, got two, uh, addition, we had an additional hoop house. And, you know, the produce and the size and everything has grown is amazing. But, you know, this picture is really amazing how far it's came in the last three years. But what's most thing is amazing is the people that walk through that area. I mean, I could tell, I'm going to try to explain it out as best as I can, but nothing compares to experiencing what goes on at the farm. You know, um, not only has this been a growth for the farm, for this church, and for this community, it's been a growth for my personal walk with Jesus. As I continue stepping out and doing stuff that makes me feel a little uncomfortable sometimes, God continues to show up. And that's my kind of in my motto. You know, I show up, Lord, I need you to do the rest. Because it's scary, it's difficult. And as we're, a couple weekends ago, you know, uh, we, we got an opportunity, somebody reached out to us to speak at another church. And I'm like, wow, Lord, like, okay, like, here we go again. Like, okay, Lord, I'm going to show up. I need you to do the rest. So we got a chance to stay at uh, Mar- uh, Monterey Bay Academy and speak at Watsonville Church. And there's me and my family uh, the Friday before. And, um, you know, as we're, uh, driving to the church, Gunner, you know, asked me, Dad, are you nervous? I'm like, yes, son, I am nervous. <laughs> I always have a little bit of nerves, but God did something amazing through that as I continue to learn more and more and get more, try to be more and more comfortable. Um, God just made it go really smooth, and it was a blessing, and it was awesome to be able to share what God has been doing to the farm through a larger community. But when we're staying at NBA, it's our first time seeing NBA, and I don't want to uh, scare you guys or anything, but as we shared about the farm at NBA, um, 
uh, immediately after we shared the whole farm project and stuff that, uh, did I do something wrong? Sorry. Uh, a young boy comes up to us, and uh, the high schoolers were engaging, and it was a wonderful talk. And um, he comes up, and he's like, by the way, our groundskeeper is uh, retiring. We need a groundskeeper, and I think you're the guy. And I'm all, whoa, whoa, put on the brakes, bud. Like, you're going to have to, you know, wrestle a few church members for that kind of stuff right here. And, uh, and, the, and it was kind of like, it kind of shocked me because not only was that said, and then another guy that was watching or helping us and showing us the property is like, yeah, we have all these vacant houses open. And if you ever started getting a job here groundskeeping, you get to pick your house. And we're like, whoa, okay, um, that's kind of cool. But I don't want to scare you guys. I don't want to make you nervous here, okay? Don't start busting out the rope just yet, okay? At the end of this, you know that God has really been calling me here. And it took me, and, and honestly, I prayed about it. I'm like, you know what, Lord, I answered a call to start this farm. Is this a call from you too? I started praying about it. I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, show me, give me another sign like you did with the fruit trees or a lot of other things that, uh, that has gone through with the farm. Like, if this is meant to be, God, I'm just, I'm your servant. I'm willing to follow. I know it sounds scary coming from uh, all we do up here, but I started making an account of like, what has been taking place? God, what are you, what are we doing up here? I had this beautiful picture of when I started the farm and all that stuff that went on through the couple years of the farm. I worked so hard and I was so excited and pumped. And, I, and now we're just kind of, I felt like I've been coasting, you know, a little bit. Where I've been so excited to start the next phase or do the next project. But man, I started making an account of what's been happening up there. It's an amazing, it's amazing. In the last three Growing seasons, we've seen hundreds, I mean, thousands of people. Is that safe to say thousands of people coming through there in our community? This is one of our pancake breakfasts that we had on our anniversary. At least 150 people. I mean, I may be under-exaggerating. And then watching church members and community members sit down and mingle and talk and build friendships and relationships. You know, we all know Mark and how he came to this uh, uh, church. And he's continuing to walk that walk with Jesus. There's a lady in the corner here, Sabrina mentioned to me, that she came from Visalia. She met her at the women's retreat, came from Visalia for church on Sabbath, went home and came back that Sunday to uh, be a part of the farm and part of what God is doing up here. It's just, it's just amazing. And I continue to, uh, to look through these pictures and be like, wow, Lord, Wow, every Monday you brought a group to come up to, that's from County Options for the developmentally disabled. I've gotten to know CJ and Jasper over the last year. And Jasper is, uh, you might all know the story, he's the pepper expert. He knows everything about peppers. He could tell you all the names of all the hot peppers, the Scoville levels. And what we did with Jasper is like, bring your seeds up. We'll start him in the uh, greenhouse. You watch the whole process take out, and there he is planting his peppers and holding his prize, uh, really hot Thai chilies, I believe. Uh, you'll have to ask him. He can tell you all about them. But it's just amazing, this relationship we're building with somebody in the community and just walking out and just loving people. It's just been, been beautiful. This is another person from Options, too. Um, John, he comes up, and he likes to play in the soil and have them seed. And they just, the more and more they come up, the more comfortable they get. 
Um, also, the high school. We got teenagers that come up. And they do graffiti on the, uh, the chalkboard now. They're just wonderful uh, kids. And we get about four or five high schoolers that want to be a part of this. And um, it's just it's beautiful to be a part of. This is another gentleman, uh, Steve. He's, one of our, he's our Thursday watering guy. He's a gentleman from the community here. He rides his bike from uh, uh, Templeton, kind of up over here. And he comes every Thursday with a smile on his face. And this guy loves the Lord. He's always talking about how good Jesus is, what God is doing up here. And we have these wonderful conversations of who God is and how he loves us. Um, so I hope one day I've been talking to him about Bible studies and uh, more and more. And he just recognizes that God is here. This is love. This is amazing. So also, uh, this past week, we've had two homeschool uh, groups reach out to us. So I just, it was just, once again, it's amazing to see all these church members. And thank you guys for coming out. We were expecting about 60 kids and adults. It was more like 30 or 40. Um, So a little bit less, but man, the church members come out and people got to mingle, say hi, build relationships. It's just beautiful what's taking place. Mark helped out. He was part of the planting peas and just uh, just saying hi and having fun. It's just, it's, I can't, it's hard to, to compare. It's hard to tell, just like the pictures of before, or your relationship with Jesus is so hard to glean out until you're there witnessing it yourself. It's an amazing thing. And every week I'm reminded about what God is doing and, and what's happening. And I praise him for just bringing these little kids up. I just is so excited about pulling uh, sunflowers out. And just having a great time with smiles on their faces, and I know they'll be back again. Another church member, Mark, is just helping out and, and, and helping the kids facilitate running the cedar. And they're just so excited about running the cedar. It's these little actions that keep building and building relationships. And pretty soon people are going to want to know who we are. They're over here uh, picking peas and uh, shelling some peas, and some of the kids just wouldn't stop eating peas. It was amazing. They loved them. It was beautiful. It was fun. And then um, Friday, this is the second group. They came out with another group of kids, and we did some seating projects. And the really awesome thing is one of the moms is uh, we've been best friends, or not, we were best friends in high school, her and her husband. I haven't seen them in a very long time. They've come to the farm maybe once. But it's just awesome to see some of the friends from high school that knew me in my past life are coming up there going, wow, Matt. And uh, her husband texted me later and was, this is awesome. I, I heard what you were doing. This is really great. And I think these impacts and these little relationships we're building as people are starting to see this amazing love that God's reflecting through us. Also picking some turnips. Turnips are really, really fun and they're pulling them out, having a good time and asking what to do with them taking him home. And I just believe that God is up here. God is doing amazing things through this farm. Um, Also, just a bunch of other things that really made us excited this week is we've been doing the farm Bible study, and more and more people from the farm have been coming up. And a lady this last Thursday was just mentioning how you know, when she came up to the farm and saw church members mingling and working together and just meeting the needs of the people and just having a good time, that she wanted to know more. And she's been coming over the last uh, maybe six months or more to these Bible studies, and we're just pouring through the Word, take a couple uh, verses at a time through um, the Sermon on the Mount. We're just getting into chapter 7, but she's, she's mentioning to us that, man, I'm really at this point where, you know, am I going to go all Seventh-day Adventist? 
Or, or am, I, you know, am I ready for that? Or what am I going to do? And she's asking these questions. It's just like, wow. I mean, me and Zach are at the study. You're high-fiving in the hallway because it's amazing. Like, wow. This God has done and to impact this person's life to come all the way to start making the decision. Also, Hannah is another girl in there that she's been, this is her church. She was raised in a Christian family, and um, she kind of had this uh, picture of Jesus that she wasn't really ready to accept. And she comes in here, and we go through, and we talk about it. You can ask all these questions. She's like, wow, this is my church. This is my church. This is where I come Thursdays to, to worship. So please join us. I could tell you how beautiful this is. But if you're there to witness it, it's so much more beautiful. It really is. Um, also, Aurora comes too. She's been a huge help for helping us get started with her ministry. She runs in the riverbed um, for Hope and Faith Ministries for uh, helping the homeless and reaching out to there. She really loves coming here and, and meeting with the people here too. Uh, Marcos, another gentleman that comes, uh, he's been coming for almost about a year to the Bible studies, and it's, he just loves the study. It always gets really in-depth. It's always just a good time to fellowship and meet together and talk about God. Um, also, a really awesome thing is Bruce. Bruce has been there since the beginning. Bruce has started, he came to the grand opening, and he's been coming ever since for three years. He just started coming to Bible studies and opening and looking and asking and it's just a beautiful thing, guys. And the more and more I look at these pictures, the more and more I think about all these things that happen week in and week out. Oh, my God, you really want us to be here. This is what you want. This is what you planned all along. I, little did I know when I was planting a few tree, fruit trees in the ground or starting to build hoop houses what God was going to do. And it's just amazing to, to be a part of this whole process. And it's a calling, it's not like I asked for it. <laughs> it's scary. It's difficult to walk out in faith. But I really believe in that motto. If you show up, you ask God to please do the rest, he will do the rest. It's amazing. So it just makes me think this, uh, about Matthew chapter seven seventeen through 20. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. I really think that, you know, this is uh, the larger context. We can unpack this for a long time. But I really think that people in this community are recognizing by our fruit. I mean, we haven't harvested fruit, not physical fruit, but the spiritual fruit. The, uh, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit that we're just displaying up there. People are starting to recognize it. It's amazing because I used to call up people and vendors and order stuff, and they'd be like, well, what's, what's Seventh-day Adventist? There's, there's a school up there? And it was always like, you know, awkward a little bit sometimes. And, and so, but now, you know, Sabrina called, uh, just recently called Jack Creek Farms to get a field trip with a school. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're just a little, yeah, it's just a little private school, you know, in Templeton. Oh, well, what's the school? Templeton Hills uh, Adventist School. Oh, oh, I know you guys. You are the guys that have the farm on that property. I love what's going on up there. But unfortunately, we've been busy at our farm. But man, that is so awesome what you guys are doing, recognizing a good thing that this church is doing for our community. Um, What's another one? There was another story. 
That's right, Templeton Feed and Grain. We went in there, and um, we go in there, and we're like, oh, well, what are you getting stuff for? It's like, oh, just a little church over there. Sometimes you, you know, I'm not sure you know, what kind of reaction you're going to get when you say SDA. But, um, we're, yeah, well, what, which one? What is it? We're like, oh, the Adventist church over there, Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, you guys are the ones that are doing that farm. That is so awesome. I love, I see it on Facebook all the time. Love what you guys are doing. It's just really cool that the community is starting to recognize the fruits of our labor. I thank you guys for helping and participating, be a part of watering and, and coming up there and meeting people. It's been a beautiful experience for me, my family, for this community. And it's just exciting because I know what's going to happen is our fruit and fruit is going to continue to increase. Not just our physical fruit or our, our grounds. I mean, yes, it is fun to see our, our, our growing getting better, but the more and more people recognize the, the good thing that God is doing through us, the more and more they're going to come, and they want to know more. So we got to be ready. I'm, I'm really anticipating a big harvest. we got to be ready for our fruit trees, too. Next year, we're going to be adding our fruit. We're going to be netting them, protecting them from birds and, and other animals. We're going to be having bins available so we can fill up all the produce that comes in. And, and just likewise in this church, we have a, a sanctuary ready to fill up pews to Bible studies and rooms to fill up and talk about this beautiful picture that we have of God. It's amazing, friends, and this is something that's going to take place through everything that we've been doing up here. Don't lose hope. God is working. He's working through our church, our school, and our farm. You know, really, I just got to share a little a quick story that me and Steve witnessed uh, yesterday. We're sitting there talking about what I'm going to talk about, and we're going through it, and we hear the singing. We look over, and the kids are redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood, and the whole group of kids are singing. I just got, I got goosebumps, and me and Steve are like, wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and it's just, again, nothing compares to those moments. You've got to be there and witness them and see them take place. Step out in faith in whatever ministry God is calling you to do, and you get to witness some amazing stuff. I guarantee it. So in Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings, <clears throat> uh, just another uh, way that God works. No one has ever been reclaimed from a wrong position by sincere and a reproach, but many have thus been driven from Christ and led to seal their hearts against conviction. A tender spirit, a gentle, winning deportment, may save the erring and hide a multitude of sins. The revelation of Christ in your own character will have a transforming power upon all who you come in contact. Let, let Christ be daily man, be manifest in you, and he will reveal through you the creative energy of his word, a gentle, persuasive, yet mighty influence to recreate other souls in the beauty of the Lord our God. This is what God has been doing. A lot of the times I'm thinking, am I sharing enough? Am I saying enough about the truth of who God is up there? But God is working through our creative influence. He's working on our hearts and souls so we can reflect his love and character through the community. If somebody wants to know more, trust me, I think they will ask. This is a, it's an open area. We'll go through doing good to all, and when somebody's ready to ask for more, we're going to... God willing, we'll be ready to show up and ask God 
to do the rest. And I think, you know, this has been a, a, a little bit of a tough passage, but I think it just really shows that when we go out in action, when we take action on this beautiful picture, amazing things take place. So what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, by faith itself, it is not accompanied. If it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. You know, we see this beautiful picture. We have this amazing experience. And if you haven't had that, dive deeper. Because you will, I guarantee it, to understand who God is and what he is doing in each and every one of our lives. And, and we take that picture and we put it into action. And, and honestly, friends, it's been a tough, uh, it's been tough sometimes. It, we come uh, into conflict or something goes wrong with trying to start this ministry. But man, when, when, I, when I took that little bit of faith and put it into action, God has built something amazing. And he's, he's showing his glory and his love through this community. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to what God has done and will continue to do. I think Jesus' biggest action was on the cross. Yes, he went through preaching and telling of the gospel, doing good for all, but his action had the biggest impact. The whole world and universe will be contemplating forever. And when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. His biggest action is his biggest draw. Christ's selfless act of laying down his life for you and for me has been the biggest thing that we could ever uh, uh, contemplate and just try to build a picture. Nothing compares to what he did. So I think as we go out and know truth, let's go out in action and do stuff in people's lives. That's going to have the biggest impact. That's going to, to reflect and show the biggest love in this community is going to recognize that love is here. God is here. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing that has taken place. I praise God all the way through this. Thank you guys for showing up and for uh, helping me convey this beautiful picture that I have in my mind of who God is. And uh, I don't know what your picture is. I don't know what your moment is. We could, we could, each one can look at a picture of Jesus and just think about what it means for our lives. But let's take the truth that we know, the personal relationship that we've built up, and let's walk out and share it with others in love, gentle spirit, and just be, be, that, uh, be that community that, uh, that God, you know, um, God wants us to be, you know, to go out and love others. And when the time comes, they'll come to us and ask us, who, you know, who is this Jesus you're following? Why do you do it this way? Why on this? Those things will come. But let's go out and just love as Jesus loved. Thank you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so blessed in the way you work. Lord, sometimes I'm unwilling, I'm nervous, I'm scared, and, and Lord, I just continue to ask you to show up and do something amazing. Lord, just uh, ask you to just do something amazing in our lives. Help us to continue to build this picture of who you are and who you uh, are in our lives and the way it's meant to us so we may go out 
in action and reflect your love into any, any one of walks of our lives, at our work, in our jobs, in our family. Lord, help us continue to draw near to you and uh, put on your righteousness so we may be effective in your world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.